Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, Bueller. Bueller, Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. April 6, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, on vacation. His life's one big vacation. Lucky duck. Enjoying it, living it up, living large. Yeah, I think he's on a beach somewhere. Always Always a good time. But we've got Justin Kalen, TJ Walker here today. We'd love to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scooter, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, pretty froggy out there this morning, so make sure you leave early if you're going to hit up the old Thornton's. Uh, you should be leaving early anyways to hit up the Thornton's. But no, I'm, I'm pretty tired. I went to bed at damn near midnight again last night uh, due to having to work pretty late. So I'm looking forward to today being done. And then tomorrow, my week starts to slow down. So, pretty excited. Well, that's, that is exciting. Hump day. You're there, baby. You're almost there. You're getting there. I'm getting there. And did you say it's a little froggy outside? A little froggy. A little froggy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of frogs? That's what I always say for foggy. It's, it's, more, it's more fun. It was very froggy last night, too. Yeah. It was kind of... It's spooky and eerie how froggy it was, but uh, definitely a little froggy this morning. So as Justin mentioned, take your time, pop by Thornton's, and you will not be disappointed. There's a lot of stuff that we didn't get to yesterday that I had written down. Um, 
one of the funny things that I had written down that we did not get to that, like, as soon as the show ended, I was like, oh, that's not a good look. That's kind of <laughs> embarrassing on my part that I didn't bring that up. And we had a busy show. There's a lot to get to. Yeah. It, it had national championship game to discuss and talk about. But UK baseball was supposed to take on UL yesterday. And here we are, UK sports radio show, and didn't even wow. allude to it or mention it. I had it written down. It was on my brain. Just wasn't on my brain during the two hours that we were doing sports talk radio yesterday. But you know what? I was right. Sub- subconsciously. Self-consciously, I, it, I, it was good of me not to do it because the game got canceled just Oh, uh, okay. I, I thought it, you were going to say that Kentucky got blew out and that you just shouldn't have mentioned it, but cancel a lot. I mean, rain? There wasn't that much rain yesterday. Well, you got to remember Louisville is a different city than Lexington, so they could have different weather. Oh, it was at, at Kentucky. It was at UK. And I was checking the radar because I thought it was weird, too. They canceled it early. They canceled it like 11 or noon or something like that, it seemed like. So I, I was thinking to myself, like, I get it if it was a four-hour drive, if it was Murray State coming to Lexington or if you – I don't – if you were traveling far, if you were going from Lexington up to Columbus or – and, you know, even that's not all that terrible of a drive. But I was thinking, all right, you cancel it if you got a little bit of drive time because that's a big trip and you don't want to waste everybody's time, money, energy, and effort. With it only being an hour, I was surprised they didn't just say, like, hey, Louisville, come to town and we'll try to make this happen. We'll see if we can figure out a time. Because by 8, the rain had moved out of Lexington, or at mm-hmm. least there was a light sprinkle. Is that too late to start a college baseball game? Probably, with how long they go. Could you have done some sort of like seven-inning thing and started at eight? That seems like that's a possibility. So I was a little – it was strange they canceled it so early on. But, yeah, it was pouring pretty hard in Lexington until at least around 7.30-ish. So they got a lot more rain than we did, Justin. So will it get rescheduled or will they go the basketball route? I don't think – well, they always play two during okay. the season. So one in Lexington and one in Louisville, and usually they're two weeks apart. I don't know if that's the case this year or not. Maybe sometimes three weeks apart. But So they should be playing in Louisville later this month, and that game should still definitely be on. I don't know. They, they said canceled, which seemed to suggest that they were not going to have time or be able to make up the game in Lexington. Could they play two in Louisville? Would that be unfair to UK? I don't know. But I, I'm not sure if they'll make it up or not. My guess is they probably won't. Hmm. It's unfortunate. would be my guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and it's – honestly, it is kind of unfortunate for UK. UofL's a better baseball program. They've owned the baseball series. We all want it to change. I don't think Nick Mingione is the one to challenge Dan McDonnell and – that's unfortunate because there was a time where I thought maybe he, he could get U.K. baseball rolling. We've talked all about that. Don't need to get into it anymore. But these midweek games, Justin, when you're not pitching your weekend starters, it is the time for upsets. It is the time where a smaller program or a worse team, and in this instance a worse team, could potentially upset a better team. And we've seen it happen with U.K. We've seen years Seems like it's been a while, but we've seen years where UK has been better than Louisville, and Louisville's won the midweek game. And then, of course, if anybody that follows college baseball, you have midweek upsets that happen somewhat frequently. And if UK were to lose to Louisville in a midweek game, I think UofL is ranked number 11th in baseball right now, 
it wouldn't hurt Kentucky at all. It was only a chance to really improve UK's tournament resume. So it is unfortunate UK didn't get that home game. Uh, very well could have been a loss. If Vegas had betting odds, I bet Louisville would have been favorite, but it would have been a good opportunity. And UK has hung tough with good teams this season, so it wouldn't have been the craziest upset in the world if UK and the Batcats would have been able to pull off the upset, but no chance. The game canceled due to weather. L backing out of another game against <laughs> UK. First basketball, now baseball. It's getting out of control, but... For what it's worth, it says postponed on the Kentucky baseball schedule. Well, that's good because that's not what they – And then they do play – you're right. It was two weeks from last night, so they'll play on April 19th. Yeah, good. Okay. Well, that one's in Louisville, and I usually I – I, I wouldn't say usually, but try to, I try to go to that KRC one. KRC outing? It's fun. They're, I mean, shockingly, L does this thing. It's so crazy. I can't believe they do it. It's wild. But they sell beer to their fans. What? I know. They actually are. They, they're like, hey. They have that right? Legally, we're allowed to sell you all beer to customers that are over 21 years of age. And they say, we're going to do it. That's incredible. I know. It's nuts. Wow. It's absolutely wild. So those games can get fun. And then it's like a 50-50 crowd most of the time, too. Uh, more UK fans seem to go to baseball games in Louisville than they do in Lexington. Wasn't always the case, but, uh, you know, last two years. Yeah, UK baseball just said canceled and said no date for – no current date for rescheduling. So when it said canceled, I figured, okay, they'd say postponed if they planned on making it happen. Says it on the schedule. Yeah, and then they followed it up and said, we'll try to reschedule the home portion for ours, but regardless, we'll play at Louisville. And How many weeks. games do they play in college? A lot. Like 50? Well, I don't, re- I don't know exactly how many SEC weekend series you have, but probably 12. So 12 times 3 is 36, and then you're mixing in More a midweek 50. game. Yeah, you're – yeah, you're probably getting close to 50 when it's all said and done because you'll play in those little preseason events where you're playing three games in three days or something like that. So, yeah, it probably gets close to 50. I'm kind of curious about that now myself. Looking it up. One moment, please. 56. Okay. For SEC and most conferences, 56 regular season. Sheesh. I didn't realize there was that many. And it's 10 SEC series, it looks like, because – I'm looking at a previous one where teams had played 30 games, so 30 SEC games, three games in a series. Yeah, so that's 56 regular season games. They could very well play, if they make a run, close to 70. Oh, yeah, I would imagine if you're, if you win, if you're winning the college World Series, yeah, that number is, is huge because there's conference tournaments, and then, of course, there's the, the regular season, or there's the regular postseason, I should say. All right, another thing I didn't get to yesterday, so we're kind of cleaning up a few of – the Tuesday morning, and of course, as always, Kentucky Roll Call is driven by you, the listeners, so text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 if there's anything you'd like to hear us discuss. All right, this one is an interesting conversation, and it, it is probably better a better conversation with the more UK media fans, whatever you want to call uh, anybody and not so much maybe a IU person that doesn't follow along as much, that's okay. You're going to fill in here, and you're going to do a great job. <laughs> Kyra Elsey, extended. Women's basketball coach. Contract extension. Mm-hmm. What do we think of this? I think initially when I first saw the news, 
due to winning the SEC tournament, I think you have to give her what they what they how many years they give her? I, I think I through twenty six or twenty seven. Okay. I think through through twenty seven maybe. Gotcha. Okay, so I mean, you at least have to give her one more year. Um, I don't know about anything beyond that because it was the scuttlebutt early this season was maybe she should just go. And then you have that heroic win over South Carolina in the SEC t- championship. It kind of bought her some time, in my opinion. So I, I don't I don't know. I mean, if she she's losing a lot this year, right? Yes. Like a lot, a lot. I Correct. mean, Ryan Howard's going to – she's in talks to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. So that shows you the type of player she's losing. How will she be able to replace that is what I'm interested in seeing. I think every Kentucky fan is pretty excited to to see that as well. She is 37 and 21. Actually had a worse record this year than her first year. In the first year, you could certainly maybe kind of give her a pass because was not expecting to be a head coach until just a few weeks before the season started, a month and then they were like, "Hey, you're you're going to you're going to be the head coach." This is UK fans, this is Mitch Barnhart's M.O. He is Mr. Extension. If he sees a little bit of success or something worth extending, he extends. And this is what he did. Uh, this is what he did in this instance. That SEC tournament was enough for Mitch to say, we got we, we to gotta lock you in longer. There goes without saying, there are positives to doing that. We've seen with Mark Stoops, maybe Mark Stoops is going to be a lifer in Lexington. It's not crazy to think, but he's coming up on, is this year 10 this year? Maybe 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. This be year 11. Wow. Whoa, geez, that's wild. He did it with him, and, and maybe that's why Mark Stoops is still here at the University of Kentucky. Uh Obviously did it with John Calipari, has done it several times. He's extended John Calipari pretty much after any successful season for the most part. Now, some UK fans not so happy about those extensions. Nick Mingione got extended here and there, left and right. Maybe hasn't been great news for the baseball program. So it's Mitch Barnhart's thing to do these contract extensions. It can benefit you. I think it can hurt you. I don't think signing her through... 27 was necessary. I think she was, and I need to get this pulled up, but I want to say I think she was signed through 25 with her past deal. I think it was a three-year extension. Well, that would be just a two-year addition to it. So maybe she was signed through 24. Regardless, she's a Kentuckian. She got her first head coaching job at, no, not the greatest women's basketball program, but an established winning women's basketball program she got a pretty sweet gig she's only 43 years old I wouldn't worry so much about her darting or dashing for another job and quite frankly if UConn came a call in in 2026 or I don't know Stanford maybe Tennessee maybe South Carolina if those places come a call in she's probably going anyways for the most part or at that point it's probably going to come down to money more than anything else it won't come down to well you extended me and you believed in me i don't i don't i don't think that would be of concern in this situation so i don't think you i don't think you needed to do it that being said her winning the SEC tournament definitely should have and i'm glad it did well i'll i'll rehash that but it deserved to buy her more time 
I don't think it necessarily had to be with a contract extension is what I'm getting at. But if she had a if she if next year's not great, then she deserves another year. She made history. She won an SEC tournament. That's something that UK women's basketball team hadn't done in a really long time. And it's something that doesn't happen very frequently for UK women's basketball at all. So she deserves more time. I don't think this past season was a total success, but people behind the scenes, Justin, say also with this locker room, it was there's suspensions. You know, that's the thing with UK is if there were locker rooms issues, it was usually hidden or mm-hmm. was hidden. And the issues we thought that there was with UK were injury related. With UK women's basketball, players were getting suspended. So you knew something was going on, or at least people weren't living up to standards that they were supposed to be living up to or whatever it may be. Fine. That is what it is. I do weirdly believe in Kyra Elsie, as I'm saying, like she probably didn't need to be extended, and I do stand by that. But I I think she needs to have time to bring in her own girls, people that she recruits, people that she goes and get and plucks out of the transfer portal. And some of the people that transferred, I do think, committed or transferred to her, under her. But I'll be anxious to see what she can do. UK should be able to have a good reach in the women's transfer portal. Uh, that you should still be able to go get some of the better, even mid-major players and say, hey, you're playing at SEC, again, established winning program, blah, 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 all the things I mentioned. Defending SEC tournament champs. So I look forward to seeing what she can do on the recruiting trail in the transfer portal. Well, she's got to have some time, and I hate this, another sports cliche. That's all right. She's, sports cliches are okay. That's she's got to have She's got to have the time to get her own players in there and, and establish her culture and what she wants it to be at Kentucky. Because, I mean, you mentioned the suspensions. Likely just players that don't agree with her coaching philosophies or the way she does things sure. or, or whatnot. Yeah, so I agree. I, th- I think you give her time to get her own players in there. And I, I, I think that's the case for every head coach. Every head coach should get four four years minimum on their coaching contract just to see what they can do with one of their own classes. I, cause so that's, you think UK should have given Billy Gillespie two more years? <laughs> As an Indiana fan, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I do think – I agree with you for the most part. There are exceptions where you can just see a sinking ship from miles and miles yeah. away and know sure. that there's no no point in saving it. And I, that's certainly not the situation with Elsie. It's not a sinking ship. The transfers are concerning, and Justin, you as an outsider may not know this or had forgotten it, but Matthew Mitchell, the former women's basketball coach, he had a mass exodus before the portal was like the portal. This was like back in, I don't know, 14, 15 or something like that. And I was saying on Big X Sports Radio, not on Kentucky Roll Call, that show wasn't a thing at that point, but on Big X Sports Radio, I was saying he's got to go. And it may, no, it may not be any fault to his own, but he literally doesn't have any players. And he lost a lot of good ones, too. Uh, had one of the, one, the best players stuck around, which was great, and that was big of her to do that. And he, and to Matthew Mitchell's credit, he figured it out. Like, he didn't get back to an Elite Eight. That was, that's been the program peak, unfortunately. UK has not, not been able to break through to a Final Four, although someday I'm sure that will happen. But he wasn't able to get back to an Elite Eight, but I'm pretty sure he did get back to a Sweet 16 and then went to the tournament a ton of times. It was a really impressive coaching job because the cupboard was completely bare 
And at that point, you couldn't just go get anybody out of the transfer market. You had to get grad transfers, or you had to just go get freshmen or JUCOs or people who could be instantly eligible. It couldn't just be somebody that had been playing at IU or Purdue or something like it is now. So this loss of players, the three that she lost the other day, that's nothing in comparison to what Matthew Mitchell faced over the course of like two seasons. And secondly, the transfer portal should be a friend of Kentucky's. Nil should be a friend of UK women's basketball. While UK women's basketball has not had the success of U of L, this is the second time I've credited U of L's athletic program, but it's quite literally the only two areas where they're better than UK, and that is women's basketball and baseball. But UK women's basketball players are recognizable. Ryan Howard uh, around campus, around Lexington. Uh, same with some of the greatest, Victoria Dunlap over the years, Adia Mathis. These are names that ring out. These are people that can make money, good amount of monies. And if Ryan Howard had some good nil deals, by the way, UK, not a bad time to publicize that, to put that out there, make that well known, because talent is needed within the women's basketball program. But I'm weirdly have a have a faith that LZ will at least be able to get some good players in. Why? Not really sure. Got a feeling she will, though. And she, again, some of the people I, mean, I think she brought in last year were solid. But uh, and then one of them I think transferred. But I, 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 I give her a couple more years. I think this will, in the long run, end up being a good move. I just don't think it was the necessary move right now. And I'm kind of stepping all over my takes. But that's 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 my opinion right there and there. She has some of my favorite coaching qualities, which I think could go a long way for her. She's super energetic. And she's passionate. If yeah. Those two things, if she can put them together, grab some players that share that mindset with her, could go a long way. But you have to get those players that share in that mindset with you. She seems like she coaches hard. Yeah. That's a that's doesn't always mean it's a good thing. Some that some it, it it can create friction with players. Some players don't like to be coached hard, and maybe that's why you had the transfers there. But also, it can be attractive to a lot of players. It can win games for teams. It can wake teams up. It, it, there's also, obviously, several pros to that sort of style. But I agree with you there. Uh, it'll, it, that, that was something I meant to get to yesterday, and we just ran out of time. But speaking of contracts, there was a texter into the Thornton's text line from last night, I think. And it made me think, and I had to kind of do some research. An interesting, and I'll just read the text message now, and I'll tell you what I found out. If the Lakers do poach Calipari from Kentucky, do they have to pay his buyout? So I'll just I'll give you a little hint here. One of Mitch Barnhart's big techniques with his con- one, he is he he's a loyal dude. Mitch Barnhart is a loyal guy. To a fault, I don't know. To his to a benefit. I don't know, but he is a loyal guy. So one thing that he does is he does contract extensions, and generally he has very friendly coach buyouts in the sense of, oh, you leave, well, don't worry about it. Like don't worry, don't don't worry about having to pay us. We'll just be happy that you were here. <laughs> but on the flip side, he'll go, we're gonna fire you. Then we're going to just flood you with cash in a buyout. So it's it's one way buyouts generally for Mitch Barnhart. The school won't re- won't receive much if a coach leaves, but if a coach gets fired, they will receive a lot. Was reading up on John Calipari's lifetime contract. Interesting little caveat to this. 
that I I don't know. I, I think it was talked about when his contract was announced, but it definitely is worth at least bringing up again. And I don't think he's going to the Lakers, folks. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, partially, maybe for this reason, maybe not. We'll come back. We'll tell you what that is here on Kentucky Roll Damn Call. TJ Walker. You got me. Justin Kalen. <laughs> the Radio Tees. We'll be back here on KRC on the Big X. Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh, this is your wife. Oh, a lovely lady. Hey, baby, you're all right. You must have been something before electricity, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Pooping me down the highway. Pooping me down the Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Justin, I'm sure that there has, he's Justin Kalen, our producer, I'm TJ Walker, the talent. I'm sure there has been, did you hear that? The, I'm, I agree. The talent? I agree. No, you're the talent. You do all the hard stuff. Um, like, you know, pushing buttons and yeah. playing. Hit stuff. Okay, <laughs> okay music. We got to get, We. I may have to. Give you some. I got a theme today. I, I rarely have themes, but I have a theme today. What is it? Bad music? No, just just gotta hang out. Just keep listening. The producer tease to keep people around. That's find right. out the theme. <laughs> if you figure out Justin's theme, first person to figure it out, you can text into and the it, Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You'll get some salsaritas. It's not a stupid one like last time. Oh, and by the way, Adam, your <laughs> salsaritas in the mail. When uh, you you act like it's just now in the mail. It is. What happened? I kept. I gave that to you like a, I know, a month ago. I know. I kept meaning to go over and bring it to him, but then I just decided yesterday. I was like, this realistically isn't ever going to happen. I just don't have time, so I put it in the mail. You don't have time. I was actually literally thinking about you last night. I did Big Blue Drew's Kentucky Dad's. Oh, podcast. how'd that go? I wanted to listen to that. Not a huge deal. Second time I've been a guest on it. And the first one was like right before Lucy was due, or a couple weeks before Lucy was due. And then now, of course, Lucy has. Dooted and pooted and tooted, and she's around, and she's been around for six months, and she's amazing, and uh, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun getting to chat with him, but that wrapped up. It was so we put the baby down, then I did the podcast, and then it was like nine o'clock, and was like kind of laughed because I was like, all right, well, what what's next? And I was like, well, sleep. That's what's next. Like, it's over. There's nothing else left to do on this day. It's it's time to go to bed. And I did. You crossed my mind, and I thought to myself, if next time Justin says he doesn't have time, I'm going to I'm gonna Will Smith smack him because you don't even know no, no time. And I feel like I should be smacked. Somebody listening should come and smack me because yeah. they'll be like, try having four kids and right. taking care of my parents, too, and three dogs. And then you tell me that you don't have time, TJ. So I realized on the totem pole, I am not near the top, but I'm ahead of you, buddy. Oh, absolutely. And hearing you say you don't have time to drop off some delicious salsaritas to uh, a lucky winner, that's ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you about salsaritas a little bit later on, but I had another ad I was going to read first before we got into this wormhole. But I was going to say, Justin, I'm sure it's probably not the case, 
or I'm sure it's I'm sure there's been a time where I've been more disappointed with the weather in Louisville, but I'm really disappointed with the weather in Louisville yeah. right now. Yeah. Really disappointed. And you and, and I get it. Spring in Kentucky, we've had a bunch of snow in April before. We don't really get spring here. As much as everybody likes to say we get the four seasons, we don't really get spring. Well, the two we get shorted on are spring and fall, oh, the two sure. best ones. Yeah. We have long-ass summer and then a winter that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers others. But still, it's not as good as a nice spring or a nice fall. Yeah, the springs and falls, sometimes we get good ones. Sometimes you'll get most of April and most of May and even sometimes into a little bit of June or maybe into March a little bit. But uh, and then sometimes falls not as much. Falls you're lucky if you just get like October, and really like a couple weeks in October. September now just seems like it's way too hot. And then November you can get you can get nice weather in November, but then everything's dead and it's ugly outside and it gets dark at four o'clock for the most part. And yeah, anyways, I'm disappointed with the weather because. While you'll get snow in April and you'll get bad weather throughout different parts of the year, it just seems like it's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, just quit. Give us four good days in a row. And I'm looking, and I'm, as I've talked about a thousand times, and I'm not done talking about it just yet, but going to Keeneland next weekend, so excited about it. The weather looks like garbage. Looks rainy. It's like a high of 57 or something like that. That's not, that's not, and, I, and we should be indoors. Our tickets should be indoors. But, like, part of the fun of Keeneland is tailgating and taking in the scenery and being outdoors. So, uh, suck it weather. But most importantly, Justin, more than anything else, I've got the golf itch. And I can't get out there and enjoy a nice round with the Big Exports Radio golf card in nice weather. I'll still enjoy a nice round even in bad weather because the courses are so amazing. But can we just get some nice weather? The Big Exports Radio golf cards, the supply are limited. They're running low, Justin. We've been told to tell people if you want to get them for a Mother's Day, a Father's Day, a birthday, or just for yourself, then you're going to want to hurry up and go ahead and do so. And I think once that weather turns nice, they'll be gone just like that. Yeah, and they should be because it's a great deal. It's, I mean, you pay under $25 a round for each each course, and there's some great courses on there. You've got Christmas Lake, Santa Claus, Indiana. You've got Chariot Run, Old Capitol out in Corden, Valley View, and Jeff Elks. If you want to order one now, which TJ said you need to, BigExportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. But I will tell you, BigExportsRadio.com, be faster. Yeah, you're going to want to. And I'm not – obviously, everybody likes playing golf, and I'm guessing everybody has their own different temperature, but I'm guessing if the weather's 70, light to no breeze, not too hot, not too humid, that's ideal golf weather. That's – that's coming at some point. I've got faith in it that the weather's going to turn, and when See, it does, you're going to want to get out there. That's where you and I differ. I'll give me all the humidity. Give me 95. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever that. heard in my life. I love it. It's. I love it. <laughs> Again, I'm like a lizard. It's it's a subjective opinion, but that's the wrong one. No, unfortunately, that's the, that's that, the right I, one. It's, it, there's no wrong answers except for that one. Would you rather play in that or the other 30, one? The other one. 34 and snowing. 34 and snowing. Really? As long as I can see and hit my ball. That's crazy. One of my buddies and I had the golf itch so bad one time. The, like, course, we'd had a bunch of snow, but we'd had, like, two days of, like, 60, and this was the second day, so not all the snow had melted, but some of it, it was just the worst. Like, we, it was <laughs> it was terrible. Our car kept getting stuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> in the ice and like the melting snow and it was mud everywhere and was the snow deep enough where your ball would sink below it no oh, okay no that was like the and if it was it would be like hardened so it wouldn't oh, go okay. into like it or or what you wouldn't lose it at right. least the issue was the spot where there was the most snow still remaining were greens some of the greens like if they were in shadows or something like that that could be would have snow on it but it was a complete and total disaster but give me i'd much rather a chilly round where a turtleneck maybe a, a, a jacket versus that's the I, it's the only time i can't do golf is when it's like 100 degrees hmm. just miserable there is there is no time that i will not do golf unless well, it's under freezing under freezing i won't play. when we played at seneca that was am i wearing my seneca hat oh it was earlier i changed hats but um when we played at seneca it was way hot it was pretty hot that day. Yeah, yeah it was. I think it's some like one group just quit. That was just because our group was on fire. No, <laughs> we were not <laughs> on, on the front nine. Were we? Yeah, well, we I were. We were just two under. No, we were four under. Remember, oh, okay. and then we needed because our goal was five under. We said we needed one under That's on the right. back. That's right. And then I think we were one over on the back. I think you were right. <laughs> yeah, I think that that checks out. All right, let's talk this radio tease. Yeah. The John Calipari contract. Contract interesting nugget. Maybe it's not so interesting. All right, so I, I I teased it and I teased it real good. Mitch Barnhart, he's known to have friendly coach contracts, not the friendliest to the universities, which is interesting for an athletic director. But all things considered, I've got my issues with Mitch Barnhart. I am quick to mention them, but UK athletics under his guidance has been. Good. It's been great. We probably wanted more national championships in some areas, and Mitch Barnhart has made his fair share of bad hires. No doubt about that. But overall, the athletic program has been good. It's been better than it was before him. And the facilities are nicer, and he deserves credit for that. But it's an interesting strategy with contracts. It always has been. And it always will be as long as he's the one signing them and he continues to to go that route. And John Calipari's lifetime contract, which we there was a big fuss made about it. We heard about it on the Thornton's text line a lot. But it was $52 million buyout, Justin. $52 million. If UK were to fire Cal, he lost to St. Peter's. You got to get him out of here. Well, if you did that, you'd have to pay him $52 million. So how much would UK get... If the Lakers or an NBA team or a few years ago, UCLA, but this is what sparked the lifetime contract, but if another college came a-calling, how much would that other that other party, how much would they have to pay UK to get John Calipari? Well, in Mitch Barnhart fashion, zero dollars. Nothing. Not a thing. If UK fires Calipari, then... As of today, they'll pay him $52 million. That number goes down over time. But they won't have to pay him anything. They won't have to pay UK anything if Calipari were to leave. Now, the interesting tidbit, because that's not interesting. That's, that's generally Mitch Barnhart's thing. That's what he does. I don't know if every coach is exactly like that, but I, I know most coaches have friendly, hey, if you leave for another job. And, Justin, there is a strategy behind that, right? Like, it makes a coach feel warm and fuzzy inside mm-hmm. to feel like they have the power, that I'm not stuck here. Yeah, but at the same time, you're forgetting about number one, which is the school. 
yes, but you the the idea is we actually have number one in mind because we are allowing these coaches to think that they have a choice, and in reality, we're gaining their loyalty, and they're actually more, will be more likely to stay and feel comfortable here. Now, of course, you can get burnt on it when a coach is like, okay, I'm just going – UK is not the best at every single sport. We like to think we are at basketball, but it's not always – you would like if UK softball, which has been rolling – if Oklahoma comes calling, you would want Oklahoma to have to come pay for Kara Lawson, yeah. and UK would get some kickback from that. And I don't know Kara Lawson's contract. And again, and I think some instances there is where you have to pay a little bit. But with Calipari, it is $0. But the interesting caveat, this is in the contract. And if it's not met, then no then then the contract there's there's punishments there's things that go into that if any other job at any level approaches Calipari about a job he has to tell UK hmm. has to be like it ha- it doesn't matter if he's not interested doesn't matter if he is interested doesn't matter if he knows he's going to take it so there's no point in telling them that the job was offered he may as well just tell them the job has been accepted he has to let UK know any and every job offer. And why is that a big deal? At the surface, it's really not. But I do think there's a little spin here that if the loud part of the UK fan base over the last few weeks, the we're sick of Calipari crowd, I don't think it's the majority, but it's at least a loud part. It's a loud minority right now. If UK has a bad year next year, because I, I don't think anything's happening this year, but just if if something were to happen this year or if it's next year or whenever in this hypothetical, when if something were to happen, if Calipari has to tell UK any and every job offer, if UK ever kind of starts, if if in-house there's a push to get Cal out, that's going to make it easier to do so. Because that will get out. It'll get out. It'll get talked about. And if UK were to continue to struggle, and then you heard Calipari is getting other job offers, which could be spun as Calipari has interest in other jobs, oh, well, then that may tip the scales in the sense of like, all right, then who cares if he takes another job? You may as well take it, Cal, because now that we've caught wind of this, basically I I think it gives UK some – some wiggle room to control narratives with this information of the of the contract. And I never in a million years would have thought that it would matter or it even come up. And I still don't think that ultimately it will. But I also didn't think UK would have a nine-win season and I didn't think UK would lose to St. Peter's. But that little part, and then, and then of course there's some like very light whispers about the Lakers job in Calipari. I'll believe that when he signs the not, contract. Not happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's not happening. But at least with the soft whispers and with UK struggling, and while I think it's totally ludicrous, but there is a portion of the fan base that's ready for something different or just whining to whine, that little part of his contract that any other job has to be disclosed to to UK, that gives UK some power. 
And another instance, again, if UK fired Calipari, $52 million buyout where it stands right now, that number will go down, but it will always be high. It will always be a, a big number. What if UK at some point says, you didn't tell us about a job? Oh, turns out so-and-so said that you were in. Now turns into a legal issue. You settle. You, you just settle. And that's a that's a hypothetical of ugliness that I certainly don't believe is going to happen no. and don't want to happen. But it's still an interesting part of the contract because I think it allows you to go down these holes. So a texter was asking about the contract. If the Lakers took Calipari, any other job, they ain't paying UK nothing. The the only thing that bothers me about these types of situations are the buyouts. Like, wh- who who pays for those buyouts? Boosters, right? Yes. So why the hell is everyone so concerned about what the buyout is? Who cares? It's some. It just, it's, it's a big number. It's it some millionaire people. who's a booster for the school. He's gonna cover it because he doesn't want Cal out there anymore. It's it. That's it. Like, it's not going to be taxpayers paying it. You're not going to get a check in the mail or an invoice in the mail to pay part of Cal's buyout. Like, it's that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's – and it's – even if UK tomorrow – Mitch Barnhart had a total change of heart and wanted to get rid of Calipari. They're not paying that amount. They, they would – I don't think Cal would – honestly, I don't know if he would take all of it. There, there's a part of me that would – think Cal would be like, you're giving me every dime. But I think they would settle. They would, they would settle, and everybody knows that. So just throwing around that big number and getting people all worked up about it is doing just that. Oh, but, you, you all want to give me $36 million instead of 52 Yeah. Man, bummer. And then UK is like, then, then everything, <laughs> and then it's all over? Fine. That's fine with us. But you're right. It's not uh, – you wouldn't see necessarily an increase in season tickets or like, anything like that. Gas isn't going to go up $0.50 cents to, because Cal's getting bought out. No. Like, that's not that's you're correct Justin that's not happening and you're it's donors that are doing it so it's it's like now if a, a, a stadium's funded by taxpayers it's one thing but I, at one point the build the new Rupp Arena debate and this may have just this is when I was in Lexington so it may have just been like a student it may have not been actually thought about or talked about and maybe just been students shooting the you know what but there was a talk that a donor and everybody was just under the assumption that Joe Kraft would be the the largest of uh, of the would be the donor with maybe some other donors helped was just going to build an on-campus arena UK and the city of Lexington they've had so many back and forths with Rupp Arena Rupp Arena it's its own entity they've had you know they've had talks with UK and at some point they're just sick of dealing with it they're going to build their own arena it's going to be privately funded no taxpayers and there was like people that were against that <laughs> I was just like well it's not your money who cares like if they want to do that yeah go ahead sounds a new arena for UK that'd be awesome and some of them would be like no Rupp Arena is too traditional it's historic it's built in the 70s like and it's I mean now it's not as ugly because they've fixed it up so much, but it was it was an ugly building. Yeah. We all got to come to grips with that. I'll not anymore, it's not. But well, of course you would. But UK fans would sometimes want to be like, but it's our ugly building. I just, I just but it was an ugly building. I just never liked how boxy it was. I felt like yeah, I always, it was seventies arch. It was architecture in the seventies. It was horrible. I always felt like I was going into a movie theater not to watch a basketball game. Yeah, but I do think the inside was cool. My only issue with the inside 
was the concourses were so small when you had so much area, such a large building size, and you just made the concourses tiny. And I think if I somebody had told me that they can't do anything with the concourses, they just will be what they will be. I thought that they were opening them up, but when I went there this past season for the Tennessee beatdown, it uh, I was I was starting to question where some areas you could see where they could open them up a little bit, but um, yeah, they may just kind of be hosed with that oh that's because they expect people to be in their seats not in the concourse well they don't serve beer so <laughs> don't have to worry about that all right let's read some text but keep them coming in 502-414-1450 on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 before we do that now i will tell you about salsaritas it's wednesday wacky wednesday wild chip wednesday I liked in your picture how you had the seasoning. Oh, made yeah. me very jealous. I always forget when I'm there to do the seasoning. I was dipping my quesadilla in the seasoning. Okay, that's and then dipping it in the salsa. Oh, that's interesting. It was amazing. I've got to think of that's. I'm brain processing. You'll love it. You'll love it. But I always forget to ask for the extra seasoning. It doesn't even cost you a dime. They just they just give it to you. What if they say no? Well, uh, I need to pull the sports stalker card. Pull out an extra dollar. They'd probably do it. What if what what if it got to a point that they were just you're bartering with them? <laughs> They're just like you're like two dollars. I mean it's it's worth three dollars. The size of the cup that they gave me and yeah. filled it all the way up, I would pay ten for. Wow. Yeah. I was gonna ask where you draw the line with that. No, it's delicious though. You got to try it for yourself if you haven't. Download the app before you go. It's gonna save you some money at some point in your salsaritas career. And if you want to order ahead, it'll save you some time. You can have it waiting for you as you get to the store or never get out of your car. Well, they can deliver to you too. So you can yeah. also do that, which is always nice. But for Salsaritas, the, the app is so convenient. It really is one of the, the best apps for if you use any like loyalty program apps or anything like that. The Salsaritas one is great. Uh, but the Middletown location on Shelbyville Road has a drive through. You don't have to get out of your car there. St. Matthew's does not have a drive through, but their inside is renovated. It is great. It's perfectly set up, and I'm legally obligated to mention the Blue Powerade Fountain <laughs> Machine. It is so good at Salsaritas. Uh, now I'm hungry, as we always we always say that, but it's always true. Hey, it's going to rain all day, so Middletown's probably your spot today. Yeah, the drive-thru. Yeah. I mean, as if you couldn't just, like, park. You know, the parking's pretty accessible at the St. Matthews one. It's not, like very rarely do you ever have to park more than 10 yards away. But, yes. Ten yards away is still ten yards away, Trevor would say. Ten yards out in the rain. Yeah. All right, let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. If you can guess Justin's musical theme, we'll give you some salsaritas today. First song was Even Flow by Pearl Jam. Yeah, I'm not a big Pearl Jam guy. Oh, actually, forget about this boring old text line. we got to talk about Bourbon and Beyond, baby. Did you see the lineup? I did see the lineup. You a music festival guy? You don't strike me as one. Um, Not particularly, although I did go to Bourbon and Beyond a few years ago when Zach Brown was playing. Did you have fun? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was such a good did time. Did you get some chicken fried? Uh, I don't know if they played that or not. Cold beer on a Friday night? But Surely they played that. They played all the hits. How do you not remember? Uh, because too much bourbon and beyond? I had some bourbon, yes, sir. I'd, I'd much rather go the Beyond route. In the equation, mm, maybe, Bur- maybe I much, was maybe I was both too much bourbon, and I'm not a I'm not a liquor drinker really at all. But 
drinking bourbon for like hours at a music festival, that's asking for disaster. It would it would seem. Who's to say I didn't drink bourbon and go beyond? I'm I I bet you did. I bet you did. Come on. All right. Uh I'll read some of the big names here. Thursday, Jack White. He's, Alanis Morissette. Jack White's no good. I don't know if I know off the top of my head a Jack White. I listen. To, I know I know a Jack White song, but I can't think of. One I listened to like four of them last night because I had never heard of him. Oh, he's terrible. I don't. Okay, terrible. I'll check him out after this. Father John Misty, which put on the worst concert I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I remember that. Horror. We got shushed. We got shushed at a concert. Which, like, I get it. You don't want to be like rowdy, hooting and holler. And there's some concerts that are supposed to be a little bit more like classy classy mellowed out low-key but we were just having a conversation <laughs> and then shh <laughs> and it was just a bad show like he wasn't good um anyways on thursday the revivalist which i am familiar with i do like them but thursday i'm out not interested friday kings of leon brandy carlisle jason isabel luke nelson friday i think would be a good time Am I going to go? No. But Friday would be a good time. Saturday, Pearl Jam, Greta Van Fleet, not familiar. St. Vincent, not familiar. Crowded House, not familiar. Cold War Kids. I could get the appeal of Saturday, not for me. All right. But I bet it would be a good time. That seems like an older crowd. Sunday's the day to go. That's what day Zach Brown played. Sunday, Chris Stapleton. Come on. The Doobie Brothers, Need to Breathe, Not Familiar. Camp. That's why I'm, I have already bought my tickets for Sunday, and it's just to see camp, really. Really? Yeah, like Chris Stapleton will be cool, I guess. The Doobie Brothers, sure. But camp, and they, they played in Louisville earlier, but that was when everybody was going through the COVID madness and they were making people show all their their documents and whatnot. But I'll I'm excited for the... Excited for the outdoor setting in September. That Sunday will be a good time. You didn't mention the Hog Slop String Band. They play two nights. Who, what, what? No idea. I just think they have a fun name. Hog Slop String Band. What, they play, for, they play <laughs> Thursday and Friday. Yep. Wow, good for them. <laughs> twice on, twice on the. Uh, I bet they're a good time. I wonder if band, you know what happens, but like bands getting upset about the size of their font on the list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder if it's strictly fi- financial, you think? Like, sorry, just based on how much we're paying you, we just go in monetary order. That would make sense. And that's the font size. That makes sense. Or is it just like brand yeah. size and we're just playing who's got the who who's going to draw the most eyeballs is is who we're putting the biggest. Well, uh, th- that's kind of subjective, no? Well, it's totally subjective, but it's also probably, I mean, there are musical artists artists that make more money than other ones. I mean, Chris Stapleton, no doubt, the biggest headliner on Sunday. Yeah, he's... And followed by, what would you say, Doobie Brothers next? I think that's fair. Chris Stapleton's a little bigger than Boy and Bear, wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> they play on Sunday, too. You excited about that? <laughs> nope. I, the only music festival I've ever been to is Fort Castle, and that was a good time. Like I said, I saw Modest Mouse there. And they put on a pretty bad show. Um, I still enjoyed it, but Fort Castle is kind of funny, just because you could like end up in like 
one of their themes would be like enchanted forest or garden. And you'd be like, oh boy, there's, a, I don't know if there's enough drugs in the world for me <laughs> to like enjoy what the hell's going on in this part of this music festival. I bet Bourbon Beyond probably doesn't have that aspect to it. There right? was more, maybe not hard drugs, but there was way more like weed than I anticipated there being when I went. But that wasn't really totally what I was referencing. I was talking more about the setup. Like, I'm sure it's just like cowboy and like um, Kentucky theme. Like, no, it's weird. It is weird. It, They've it, got like weird little stuff going on. Well, it's just, you got like stands everywhere. It's almost like it's a shop in a concert setting. You know, you got like all these tents, some are selling like selling food and drinks and all that. But I want to say there was like vendors there, like selling necklaces and crap. Oh, okay. I'm sure that's probably a thing at music festivals. I just don't go to enough to them to really know. So feel feel free to help us on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. All right, hour one done. We've got hour two coming up next. We will, we never really got into the Thornton sex line besides the John Calipari contract aspect but we'll get into it when we return this is krc on big exports radio 96.1 fm 1450 am Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush is out. Remember, you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. We're glad that you do. Replay of the show 9 to 11 and the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call and it will pop up. You'll have it. It'll be a good time. You can leave us a review, a rating, and you can remember to hear all about cornbread hemp. We love cornbread hemp. You will as well. You can go to cornbreadhemp.com to learn more. Their website is easy to navigate, and you can even do some. They have, I've, I'm trying to find it here on the website, but they can basically, you can tell them what you're kind of looking for, and they'll tell you the best product for you. So they make it easy for you if you say, well, you know, TJ, I don't know if I want the same stuff that you do, but they'll take you through like a slight little questionnaire. How? What are you looking for? What do you like? What's bothering you? And then you'll find out what's best for you. Or maybe you already know exactly what you want, and then you can just go to their shop page, and they've got it all laid out for you. Uh, the full-spectrum CBD gummies are the way to go, if you ask me. And whatever you buy, use the promo code BIGX to save 30% off. That's promo code BIGX. Save 30% off cornbreadhemp.com. No more March sadness. Cornbread hemp ad read on the uh, podcast now. So make sure to listen. There's a new ad read. Oh, what, I wonder what it is. Uh, you just got to tune in. And it's got to it be derby related. It's derby related. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is it Roush doing it? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> was he probably yelling like a madman? <laughs> he was actually a little more quiet than I would have liked, but. 
We made it work. All right, somebody guessed your theme, by the way. They did. Yeah, okay. that was quick. Yeah, didn't take long. No. I didn't know. For the record, <laughs> I stepped all over it, but I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what the theme was, but it was Bourbon and Beyond. I knew as soon as you brought it up, I was like, yeah, somebody's getting it now for sure. All right, well, we'll give away another Salsaritas just if you send in a good text. Totally subjective. <laughs> what we determine good. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty, but that that wasn't a it, it, the game ended up not being as fun to give away something no. when I just step all over it and basically tell people what it is. <laughs> incidentally, as the as the contest okay. comes to a close, yeah, oh well, oh well. It's Wednesday. During that long break, you were looking at me like I was a kid in a candy shop. Our Oscar Sheebway Player of the Year bets have cash. Cha ching, baby. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the go ahead and tell the people what else you did during that break. What what did I do during the break? Twenty three futures. Oh yeah, well <laughs> I, I told you. So my DraftKings account is very flushed right now. It's a big number. It's fun to look at. It's a bigger number than I deserve. And so yeah, I'm having some fun making some bets that I probably wouldn't make if the account was at its normal stance. So I was just kind of sniffing around, and I found some 2023 college basketball futures. And you were laughing at me. You thought it was crazy. (laughs) But maybe this time in a year, I'm saying, hey, I've got an extra few hundred bucks thanks to to the Oscar Sheboy bet. Planting the Oscar Sheboy seeds. What's crazier, placing futures bets two days after the season's over or doing a way-too-early top 25 one day after the season's over? I think they're both in the same realm. Oh, it's a good question. I've got my answer. I had to think about it for a second. The preseason rankings. Top 25, yeah. Yeah, because you could know a great player and be like, I think he can lead. It's Basketball's five on five. It's not a huge ordeal. It's very small. It's intimate. And you could just say, I know this player is going to dominate, and I think he's going to win. Uh, but, but, but you could also make the case that at least on a goofy little Jeff Goodman top 25 – there's no financial risk involved, unlike betting, sure. which there absolutely is. But I fi- I thought these to be good bets. Uh, I got Houston at plus sixteen hundred. They seem like they're they're knocking on the door, and this very well could have been the year, especially with how the tournament all unfolded. If they didn't have two starters go down, and not only did two starters go out down, but they still made a run, and were I think a favorite. Yeah, I think Villanova was dogs, but they were a favorite to get to a Final Four. And came up short. They've been to a Final Four. Uh, feels like they're knocking on the door. So plus sixteen hundred there, pretty good bet. I got Arkansas plus fourteen hundred. They've got a good recruiting class coming in. I think ultimately J- Jalen Williams will come back to Arkansas. Wow, that'd be massive. And I yeah, and uh, so I think plus fourteen hundred is a good number for them right now. They'll be a top ten team, top five team most likely to start the year. Top 10 team, I'm sure, probably for the duration of the year and a high seed. So getting them at plus 1,400 right now seems like a good number. You laughed at this one. I got Gonzaga at plus 1,400. Do I think Gonzaga will win the championship next year? No. Do I ever think they'll win a championship? Probably not. In reality, they probably will at some point. But I'm never going to probably pick them to win a championship. But I will bet them because they're going to be a one seed. So you're getting a one seed at plus 1,400. Which, yes, they'll lose probably in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Maybe they'll make it to the Final Four. They're not going to win six in a row. But they'll at least have an easier path 
to do so. So the plus 1400 it's worth throwing a couple bones on. And then I had to put some on the cats if I'm putting some on some other places. So I got UK at plus 1200. Everybody has UK number one. So plus 1200, pretty solid number. May as well. We don't know exactly what the roster is going to look like. We will talk about that probably here on today's show. But why the heck not? And then, yeah, I had to throw some money on the Masters. A lot of Masters bets. Well, and now you have to sit on those college basketball bets for free. Oh, but I don't care. For forever. But it's, I'm, I'm happy because of all the money I made. I, I feel like I, it's house money anyway, so yeah. it's almost like free bets the way I'm looking at it. It's a good way to look at it. And really, only one will have to hit for me to make a, a – well, only one can hit because you can't have two national champions. No doy. But one hits – Basically, I've just got I just picked four champions for 2023. That's gonna be my we gotta I gotta write that down. That's gonna be my 23 final four. When we do those preseason predictions, <laughs> they'll all be in the same bracket. Actually, when it's all said and done. Meaning to see what my preseason final four predictions were. I um oh yeah, I guess I have to wait till September. For what? I wanted to ask you the final four of the NIT. Ooh, TJ's final four. He got. Zero in the preseason. Wow. Gonzaga, Texas, Purdue, Auburn. Good, hey, but good had a, it, well, I mean, with the exception of Texas, good seeds. I was not too far off from a seed perspective, but yeah, that was. People were getting like triggered by that too. By you not getting them? Well, just like no way this team makes the final four. Mm. You didn't have Kentucky in the final four. Knew what you were doing. Well, no, I didn't. <laughs> All right, what were you going to say? I, I, I got to wait till September. You, I just want to ask you, I want to pick your brain about the fi- NIT Final Four and write those down because you said you could name the Final Four of the NIT this past year, back in September. So I'll wait. Okay. Re- let's remember to do that. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> California. I'll just give you one right now. Cal. They're ba- huge bounce back year. I love it. Cal, huge bounce back year. All right, let's get to this Thornton Stacks line, 502-414-1450. We said we'd get to it. We're going to. TJ, got a bone to pick with you, buddy. You always say on your way to the office, never on your way to work. Don't forget about us blue-collar Kentuckians out here now. I do genuinely mean this. I, I, I say office just in the term work. So the majority of, I wouldn't say the majority, but about 50-50 of my day is not in an office. It's out in, quote-unquote, the field, going and doing inspections and doing that. And then it's taking that work and going to an actual physical office. So anytime I say office, I just mean work. And that probably goes back to the goofy, some would say, potentially douchey, journalism days of at the office, and it's a courtside seat. (laughs) Should I give you a giggle? <laughs> that's, that's so relatable. I, like every media member at yes, some point in their life has, has done, done it, that. hand up, myself included. And I think it just comes back to that. And I guess technically I'm still doing the same thing because going and doing a drive-by appraisal is not a it's not technically an office. So, uh, I, But shout out to the blue-collar folks. I, I am one of you, blue-collar Kentuckians. Running for office. You are one of me. We are blue collar. I got to wear boots someday, full, uh, some some days when it's raining. Wow. Out there. Yeah. 
So I can relate. Boots on the ground. And there are busy – actually, no joke, there are days where just like all the inspections will line up on the same day and it's just a full day of inspections. And I actually don't hate it because those days fly by because you're just driving around all day. But at the end of the day, it's like, oh, man, I am a little tired. Mostly, though, Justin, goes back to that 30 conversation we had. Mm-hmm. I'm over 30. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Yeah, 100%. Can't decide if I'd prefer Reeves, Shannon, or Adam Miller for next year. Think we'd really need one more shooter slash bucket getter to take pressure off Frederick. Would be a bit hesitant on Miller, especially since you already have one guard coming off a major injury. Great text, great points. Miller's last there. All around good fun. Yeah, but if you were going, if you were taking Miller before injury, probably first. Really, you'd want him over Terrence Shannon. I, that Shannon's number one on that it's list. It's like almost like you have to time travel and think of your opinion of Adam Miller a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's a hypothetical anyways. I'd rather have Shannon than Miller, so I'm not going to put myself in a pretzel to even fight it. So, uh, Shannon. I'd, I'd rather go Shannon. But I agree with you, Texter, and it's a great point about Miller with Frederick. You've got a I – don't, I don't want to rely on Frederick really at all. I want Frederick to be a luxury if – I want I want to have I want to have better options where if Frederick is what we think he can be, oh boy, that's amazing. But if he gets hurt or the injury is a nagging injury and takes some time to heal, then I want us to be okay too. So I, I want I want Frederick to be a luxury. And so I, I I'd prefer Shannon, just the proven. That's the that's the safest, right? That's the proven, defensive-minded, shot well from three, played in big games, played in big gyms, played at a high level. That's the choice there. And to be honest with you, I haven't really seen any option, at least at that position, better than Shannon that I would jump on. Right. Maybe there's one that I'm not thinking. You, It's so easy to forget about a name in the portal. I, I think Terrence Shannon is the hot name this year, though. He, he's the guy that almost every program would take in a heartbeat. Quick, somebody get me some transfer rankings. <laughs> that way you don't forget the names. Let's see if I can get some pulled up. Want tra- I don't, I'm, not only do I want transfer rankings, I want freshman rankings, and I want them combined see, into one. My only issue is I'm going to look at these uh, Nigel Pack, who everybody says is just going to go to Purdue. Sure, it's not Park. Now, which one is it? Pitt's back. And then wasn't, like, Duke or somebody getting interested with him? I mean, he's a good player. Everybody's probably interested in him. Uh, Kentucky never reached out. Really? Yeah, really interesting. Never did. Hmm. Uh, at least not reported. Now now, now I'm never going to be able to get the park pack thing right. <laughs> it's so deep into my brain, it's never coming out. Nigel Pack. Nigel Park. He's packing his bags to go elsewhere. Okay. Think of it that way. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I, I, he's somebody that I would be a, a fan of, but I don't know. I don't know. Because we don't even know UK's roster situation either. Right. Then if you, if you know that you've got more availability, if you know Wheeler's gone, which I, we haven't heard anything. I'm not too far away. I'm I'm probably like a week away from being like things are a little too quiet. 
from a negative standpoint. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, if Sharp and Oscar come back, UK is preseason number one. If Oscar comes back, we add a transfer and lose another one in the portal. We're probably seven through ten. If Oscar comes back, I'll just tell you this, UK will be top five, top five regardless of what really they put around them, unless it's like quite literally walk-ons or three stars or something like that, and that's not going to happen. So Oscar comes back, you're, you're guaranteed top five. Probably I would feel safe saying top three. And depending what you add around, maybe preseason number one. If you, add, if you have Sharp and Oscar – and the funny thing is, is all these people that are going to be ranking UK one have never seen Sharp. They've never seen them. I've never seen them live. I've only seen tapes of them. But at that point, if Sharp and Oscar come back, UK is preseason one. Texter, I agree with you. Yeah. Another texter says, "Drop the Oscar nil point, Justin. It's nonsensical. Not trying to be mean, but come on. What? What's <laughs> what point?" <laughs> Um, I don't know. What, at what point have, have I said with the Oscar and Neil situation that's nonsensical? I mean, other than our hypothetical where Neil wasn't a thing, but that is exactly what it was. It was a hypothetical. I don't think any take I've had on Oscar and the Neil situation has been nonsensical. Texture's getting fi- Justin fired up. You don't want Dustin being so, mad. That's what we do on the radio. We We share our opinions and thoughts on subjects. I don't know if you're new. Well, your point about, like, What's one more year was pretty silly. Okay, that, and then but that would that would died yesterday. Your point about him needing another year to prove to NBA teams also kind of silly because like he's it's going to be really tough for him to have better numbers. Now he could prove he's got more of a shot or more handles potentially, but just saying like another year of fifteen and fifteen is going to wow NBA teams. It didn't wow him this year. I looked more at mock drafts yesterday. We talked about that on yesterday's show. If you didn't hear Kentucky roll call seven to nine Monday through Friday, I looked into more mock drafts. He is like really nowhere to be found. It's crazy. Nowhere in a, a spot that I think would have him leave. But we mentioned it from a our betting perspective, which of course we got to make things about number one. Obviously, that's yep. what Kentucky roll call is all about. But awesome for Oscar. That's a sweep. Although we're calling it a sweep, but he, he it is true, and Chris Fisher of Cat's Paws pointed this out, he did not win the Lute Olsen Award, which did used to be he would not be eligible to win the Lute Olsen Award because transfers or freshmen could not win it. But they literally, this is the first year that that's not the rule anymore. So that is the only national player, that, but I, I don't think people view that as like one of the major eight. No. And how many how many major national we gotta we too many folks yeah like we know that we know that there's more than just the Heisman Trophy award but the Heisman Trophy award is the one we care about which one in basketball are we supposed to care about supposedly it's the Naismith or the Wooden I would go probably Naismith got to make it more special give him a you do. give him a pose you dig yeah you got you got to find it you really probably should but. Clean sweep of all the big ones. Well-deserved. Anyone that didn't pick him is goofy. He put up number 15 and 15 hadn't been done in 40 years. And you got to think about that. Like, 
you you would think there'd just be some huge guy playing in a real small conference that just dominated and never got to play, you know, never played against overly great comp. It didn't happen for forty years, and he he does he he goes out there seventeen and fifteen. A lot of folks are I've seen people UK team would wouldn't have made the tournament without Oscar. I don't know, but any of the national players of the year, would their teams have been anything close? The other candidates? Kind of a silly argument. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. But Oscar, absolutely. And that's that's something that we have talked about in detail on Kentucky Roll Call is the hole that you'd have to replace if Oscar is out. But I don't think he is. I feel like he's coming back. But it's so strange seeing like all his every award they they did UK did that they like they had a graphic of all his awards and it was it's a long list and then NBA just not interested and you see guys in the lottery or guys in the first round that Oscar used and abused and fine by me personally <laughs> like okay if you if you don't if he's if he's got to come back but. You do want Oscar to get his payday, and you hope the nil stuff can get figured out because it can happen in Lexington. It can happen in a big way. A texter says, UK reaching out to Broom now, going to read way too much into this. Yeah, of course, that classic KRC curse happens all the time. UK reaches out after we had talked. There was, and I don't think I said it on air, but at least it did cross my mind, of like, what if UK just hasn't gotten around to reaching out yet? Like they're going to it had only been a day. Mm-hmm. Like what if they were just you know, they had they had to take their time and get to it. Well, and that's that's why I don't really concern myself with all this transfer portal stuff. Cause it's what's gonna happen is gonna happen. I mean, you you can keep an eye on the names all you want, but at the end of the day, there's <laughs> Kentucky's team is gonna be a certain set of guys. There's no no point in worrying about it now. Well I mean, unless you're just bored and need something to do. And want to keep tabs on. I, I mean, that's fine. I'm not judging. You know, my take last year was that you need to have a transfer commitment day. Mm-hmm. And not that you have to commit on that day, but you can't commit like after that day, which I don't know how you'd regulate that per se. But like if somebody went and visited a place tomorrow and they knew they wanted to be there, all right, then go ahead and commit. But make it like National Signing Day in football where it's like, hey, this is the day that everybody's paying attention. This is when you should be making announcements. That would be amazing. It'd be such a moneymaker. Good for the economy. TJ Walker for Congress. <laughs> That's second time you've ran today. I That really should be it. Th- there should be transfer commitment day. And just imagine you could, I don't care what day of the week you put it on, but like for the sports fans that follow that stuff, and especially big college basketball fans, you could do one in football too, but mm-hmm. it'd be tougher maybe to figure out a date for that one. Basketball, you could just make it like April 30th. I don't know. Whenever coaches field, because every coach has complained about, it's hard with the chance. It's so well, difficult. We make our millions, but we don't know what our rosters are going to look like. All right, well, what's a good date for you all where you feel like you got enough time to kind of build around your roster and, and what's fair? And then you also kind of have to factor NBA, but, yeah. but an easy, and I know you got something to say, don't forget your thought, but an easy way to do that would just say, hey, then make your, make your college decision, but if you still leave for the NBA, you leave for the NBA. And schools just have to 
appreciate you know they'll just have to be okay with that and appreciate that you were going to maybe go there and if you got a better opportunity to make more money then you took it but you like a date that comes to mind would be like May 15th that's that's transfer commitment day May 15th that way coaches get summer sessions about ready to rock and roll players can get to their new campuses and you can and you can start you can start practice well you can start like the workouts so with, when it comes to the NBA, and I know according to the texter yesterday, I'm not qualified to talk about the NBA, but you have to think about wow. their draft decisions. Like if if Oscar's going to test the waters, when is the last day that he can pull out of the NBA draft? That's when the transfer portal date should be. Yeah, the day after that. Hmm. Because I mean, coaches really don't know up until that point. You've got you've so many player decisions that have to be yeah, made. Day, I just saw those dates too, and that's what I'm trying to think, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get it. For NBA exit? Both of them. I just literally was tra- I just literally had it pulled up and by just literally, I mean not Well, draft is in drafts in June, ago, right? But uh the draft yes. But I, it's like May, I think, late May, and then the other one's June. It gets confusing. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Somebody had texted me and wanted to know if Scottie Pippen Jr. is an option. I don't think so. Not that I know of. Surely he's not going going to the NBA. I'll say it again. I'm about a week out from being a little little nervous about just what's going on. Don't do that. Don't do that. Johnny Broom, by the way, that is what kind of started all this, that texture. He is the Moorhead State player. I, He's a good player, but I would hope that this is like a depth. It, it would be a – you're coming in, you know, maybe to start, but I, in addition to Oscar, not a replacement for Oscar sort of deal, if that makes any sense. We do for our last break. Yeah. You want to take that now? Let's do it. Okay, we'll come back. Uh, there was another player that entered the portal yesterday, another big man that he – that's interesting. Uh, we got a – I got a other – I got a lot of quick hitters. Maybe we'll get to them. Maybe we won't. If not, there's always tomorrow, and we got a lot of text to get to. Well, not a lot, but we got a good amount of text to get to. So I think we got enough time for all of it. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You had you had wives and girlfriends thinking things similar to what their husbands and boyfriends were thinking. It was just so it was it was weird. You had butt cleavage. Too much butt cleavage. What percentage of people that constantly post their Wordle scores do you think cheat, Justin Kalen? Uh, I would say not very many. Maybe 10%.
I think 20. I can believe that. I, I am sick Just, of uh, There's always a lot of convenient people that get it on their sixth turn a lot. And I'm like, all right, how often are you taking it to number six? Yeah. I am Which sick of seeing Wordle updates. Own right for what it's worth. Oh, I've got a group text message that it just gets super triggered about people sending them over. So that's the only place I send mine is to that group message. I had a friend of mine. But on, I, would, I wouldn't actually do it where like strangers would think I would think they would care about my Wordle score. I had a friend of mine yesterday. She posted on her Facebook that she got it on the first try. I've had that happen once. I was pretty impressed. It's a... It's pretty funny. You feel like something's like broken because they they do they they do a good job of making it somewhat addicting. They like flip the screens over Wheel of Fortune style or the letters over Wheel of Fortune style. And if it's green, you know, like woo, yeah, you got it. That's nothing left to do with that one. And then it's like green, and then it's green, and then it's green, and it just keeps going. <laughs> a thrill I've only had happen one time. I will not join the Wordle craze. And then I do another game that's wor- World Dural. And then you just have to guess the country mm-hmm. based on its size. Yeah, I would really suck at that one. Although they're starting to have some like repeat ones. Cause I've I don't which is kind of silly. Because like, I'm well, on I've only played, let's see how many games I've played of it. It's only 196 countries. I've played I've played it 41 times. And like, all right. I mean, there's more than 41 countries. That, so you can play that game for just over half a year. And then you've hit every country. Hmm. That's not, that doesn't seem very fun. But it is kind of nice, like the ones that I've already played, it's making me, like I'll, I'll be great for geography. How is this going to help you in your life moving forward to know the shapes of countries? Trivia. I need to know. It, it's like our high school teachers teaching us algebra. You're going to use it the rest of your life. Ain't used algebra one damn day since. Well, you probably have, just you don't realize how you've done it. You haven't had an, you haven't done an al- algebra equation, but you've probably put principles of algebra. I don't to know use that I, I think you probably I have. I don't buddy. know. <laughs> I'm not putting the x over the common denominator, and yeah, no, nope. It's worth mentioning, and this is Kentucky roll call on Big Exports Radio. Roll TJ call. Walker and Justin Kalen, Mac Macbakbo. I have never been able to pronounce his last name. <laughs> He's down to four and could be announcing within the week. He's a 2023 five-star. This is the type of talent John Calipari has thrived with and that UK fans are used to getting, for the most part, in the John Calipari era. He's down to UK, Ohio State, Duke, and Memphis. What's his name? McKenzie Macbacko, Macbacko, M-G-B-A-K-O, and then goes by back. But I think it's just McKenzie. I think it's just Mbacko. 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 That's what I would say. Silent G. So the G's silent. Yeah. Well, the silent letters. <laughs> G's moving silence like lasagna. That's but what it, they say, Justin. But it could be Mbacko. That could be it too. <laughs> <laughs> Mbacko. Justin, cool. once again, proven he's the smartest on the show. I'm beating you to it, UK Pez. <laughs> but this is the type of talent that UK should be getting. And this is also the types of recruitments that not at 100% clip, as some people would like to say, but at too high of a clip for my liking, I'll agree with that, that these players go to Duke. 
You brought in Orlando Antigua, Jen Coleman. You brought in this staff. And then uh, Lucas, a great recruiter too, but he had been there before Coleman and Antigua. But you brought those guys in there to get these type of players. Get them. And I don't know exactly where he currently is playing his basketball. New Jersey. You've got connections in New Jersey. This is DJ Wagner's AAU teammate. I knew that. I should have put two and two together. This is this is somebody you got to bring in. Like you know, it's not the, it's the end of the world, doom and gloom if you don't. But this is what this is what made Kentucky Kentucky during that amazing run at the beginning of the John Calipari era. You got these type of talented freshmen. Now with the transfer portal, it's not as big of a deal if you miss out on them because you can get great college-proven players. But talent wins in March. Dude's huge. He's he's good too. His or his tape is good. As if you know, again, I haven't seen him. I mean, he's got a lot of muscle for a high schooler. He's a good player. You should get him. And you, no reason you should lose anybody to Memphis. It's happened when they were cheating and whatnot. But it really, like Jalen Duran, that was during nil. That shouldn't happen. Don't lose him to Memphis. Where everybody's sick of losing players to Duke. I don't think Ohio State's overly threatening, but if he went to Ohio State, then, oh, you know, that's weird. But got to get this guy. I wanted to bring that up, too. You try to get, you try to do the text, Justin. You try to get through the stuff you've written down throughout the day, the, the day before. It's not easy. Everybody acts like radio's just this cake job. It's not. No, I mean, it's pretty easy, but you just want to try to get <laughs> to the stuff that you feel like people, that, that, were the new, that was the news of the day beforehand. Did you see the... Coach K rumors. I'm not entertaining that. I really don't want to either. But I did at least want to bring up that we saw them. Oh, the loss hurts so bad. I'm going to come back. Yeah, right. Yeah, Jay right. Williams said there's a legit chance Coach K returns. What, what's he going to do? Go, go back to the campus of Duke and be like, hey, John, you know, I've t- I know I've told you all year that you're going to be the coach, and I just did this whole tour. You know, I, I really got that itch. I want to come back one year. I, I can't lose my final game to North Carolina. That's not going to happen. I could see that totally happening no with Coach way. K. He goes to other locker rooms and preaches to that's, opposing pe- players. True. He went up to Bacot after the game and, you know, congratulate him. Yeah, nice sportsmanship. He did have a very egregious line that, you are my national player of the year, <laughs> which – why are you kidding me? They were in eight seed, and he was awesome, and he can be your ACC Player of the Year. Although you wouldn't go with one of your own guys for ACC Player of the Year, but national, he just didn't have a better season than than Oscar Sheboy did. Now, at the guess, at the end of the day, playing for a national championship game, you could make a case that's a more enjoyable, longer season. But he didn't have a better individual season, I should say. That's Correct. a better way to to phrase that, but. I could totally see K coming back for all those same reasons that you just said he wouldn't, but I don't care. I, I'm not letting Duke hold any power over me. That's I've right. I've made that decision now and made the Final Four so much more enjoyable. Not really. Um, I don't care. If he comes back, cool. Then it'll be embarrassing. Will he expect gifts again at all the stops? If he doesn't come back, then that's also great. 
but I I'm also not gonna talk like if if it ends up being a thing where it's like he is thinking about it. Well, I'm I'm not entertaining it in any step of the way. Nope. Because it just seems like there's potential for annoying drama here, and it's best just to step, put our foot in the sand. We ain't moving. It's like it's like we trying ain't to f- we ain't talking about it. It's like trying to follow the Aaron Rodgers news this offseason. Like just let it be, let it be what it's going to be. Coach K's not coming back. Aaron Rodgers is coming back to the Packers. Well, didn't you all just like snicker every day and say like, I yeah, initially did, but I came around. Yeah, I came around, said he was going to stay. A texter on the Thornton's text line, who I closed out the text line, says, remember that two hours when Oscar was coming back? We could have had it all. Oh, yeah, same texter, just talking about the broom. Yeah, I, I still wouldn't worry so much about it. Although, this did cross my mind, too, that like UK has reached out to some bigs, but they haven't really like gone all in on the bigs. But maybe they haven't gone all in on the bigs just because the bigs, like, again, the Utah Valley guy. Is he is he a must-have? Maybe Kentucky's just kind of putting out feelers just in case that the the big pool ends up being what it is and not overly impressive. His next text, one of the dumber ones we've ever had. Well, that's a good tease. Give me a 12 to 15 loss regular season with three plus games in Nashville, whether we win the SEC tournament or not, because we know that doesn't matter. Followed by four plus game NCAA tournament, and I'll be happy. I don't care about 30 wins in an early exit. The season doesn't matter if you lose in the first round. So, first of all, if you lose 15 games, likely not going to be in the tournament. Yeah, you can. But, yeah, it's not so, a guarantee that you are. But hand I guess up, in this guy's hypothetical, you are. Hand up. I admittedly read this text as give me a 12-15 and 15 regular season with three games in Nashville, so that puts you at 15-15. and 15. That doesn't get you in the NCAA tournament, so there's no way to have a four-game. But I, I reread it, 12-15 nice. loss that's, that's, regular yes. season. Yes. And so. texts are sure. If if we could all just hit a magical button and guarantee March runs, yes, that's most exciting. That 2014 seat regular season was incredibly frustrating. The fan base was not overly happy, and that was just not too far off a national title season, although also an NIT year as well. And then the March run happened, and everybody just totally forgets about a super frustrating regular season. So it's, it, it it is all about mar- March with the stories at the end of the day and how we remember. But in, if that's your hypothetical, I'll do you one better. I want a great regular season and a March run. How about that? Whoa. But Dexter, you are right, but you're also ha- – being a two seed and then losing early while stink that stinks and that's not the goal. What I wouldn't want the regular season to be. I wouldn't push a button to have a worse regular season. I'd want to be that two seed and then take advantage of theoretically an easier road. Texter, trust me, and I, I know I was glad for them to get in, but you do not want to be in that play-in game. That that season's not nearly as fun as being the two seed. A texter says, championship game was decided by two things, a short UNC bench and lots of UNC injuries. Kansas was healthy. 
I'm sure every team banged up to some regard, but Kansas was healthier. UNC just couldn't really handle a press is what it all came down to. Yep. But they did respond. When Kansas was up like five or six or whatever it was, I thought for sure they may just run away from it. But UNC responded back. It was a good national championship game. Both those teams provide good – they have provided good national championship games, especially Kansas in 2012. <laughs> Brady Manick 100% played that entire game with a concussion. If you all didn't notice, the last play of the game, Manick was falling all over the place like he had no idea what was going on. I'd be shocked if he didn't get a concussion that game because he looked very dazed. Yeah, on the on the last play when he tripped, it looked also like just kind of couldn't get his – footing or his balance and then just realized that it was a one-shot possession so like he wasn't going to be able to do much of anything at that point either but also kind of looked a little dazed as well Uh, certainly looked like he was seeing stars after taking the elbow from McCormick's face or to the face his elbow that's a big elbow to take too (laughs) yeah it wouldn't surprise me if that turned out to be true if he was a, a little shooken up but he also hit some shots I'll have to go back and watch. I didn't. I don't recall seeing that when he got nailed in the face. No, when at the last play of the game. Oh, the last shot. Yeah, he kind of looks like he gets bumped a little bit, and it's just like a slow, prolonged, like stumbling. Hmm. It does look a little strange. Gotcha. If Oscar and Sharp don't come back, are we even sniffing a title next year? Did you think UNC would be sniffing a title this year, and they were? Their nose was all up in it. They were right there. They had it. So, don't know. Texter would need to see what the roster looks like. And you also don't have any idea about Sharp, most likely. And I don't either. If Sharp does end up playing at UK, which I don't think that he will, and I'm not getting my hopes up over it, we will need to do like, hey, let's. we probably will need to see it first before we collectively as a fan base can buy into it. But I don't think that's going to be the case for a lot of folks. I think folks are going to be thinking, oh, he was, he's was, he got hopes of being a number one pick. Well, he better play like it, and he better play like it immediately. That's not going to be totally fair to him. TJ, can you elaborate on why the recent hire of Danny Braswell is so important for the Cats football? I feel like Plumley Bro has been trying to do more gotcha journalism lately. <laughs> Uh, the, hat, the, uh, the hire's a big deal from everything I've heard about it. And from my understanding, at A&M, she was, and she was at Arkansas too, if I'm not mistaken, but she was the basically the recruiting coordinator to some degree. Like she would set up the visits, have the itineraries, get to know what players, what they were interested, you know, ac- what academic facilities they would need to check out. And then, supposedly, where she really thrived, like, she was amazing at that. And that's a big deal. It doesn't sound like a big deal. It's a huge deal. You all don't know how many of these visitors there are. You don't know how much goes into all this stuff. Somebody is somebody's behind it. And for A&M to put the classes together, people were having good trips to a pretty boring part of Texas. But then Nil is supposedly what really was impressive just being basically just like a liaison, if you will, between like athletes, the nil program A&M has, and then businesses. 
and basically just getting people paid. So I'll be really anxious to see exactly what UK plans. Because I have no, I mean, Plumley Bro, I don't know what UK's intentions are. I'm sure she'll be doing a press conference at some point. Maybe we can get her on this show. But supposedly a lot of behind-the-scenes things that a lot of people take for granted, she's one of the best in the business at that. And pretty cool that UK is able to to do that. And credit to Soups for making it happen. Highly regarded by people in the football biz. A texter says, broke down and ordered cornbread hemp using the glorious Big X discount code. Never felt more relaxed before and got a great night's sleep. First time I've woken up feeling completely rested in a long time. Wow. Cornbread, use that testimonial. What a great endorsement. It's true, though. It's a great product. Yeah. TJ, if you were in Cal's shoes, would you still want to coach at Kentucky when considering the whiny fans? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? It's the best job in the world. But I will say this about Cal. Talk to people. Do interviews. Come on this show. Go on national shows. Do a podcast. Do, remember when you had your little podcast? Talk. Why is he not like why is he not saying anything at all? Oscar, when has he never I don't like using this word. It's I'm better than that. But when has he never not pimped out his guys? whether for his own benefit in terms of recruiting or legacy stuff, but for recruiting, I think you can always at least spin it that way. And if not for the kid, too. He'd be all over the place for uh, when Anthony Davis was winning awards. And, of course, the team was doing well. I think there's also a media thing of, hey, just lay low. People, People are heated, but time will pass. Players will come back. You'll get them excited with players. I'm, I think there's maybe a healthy medium somewhere in there. Like, I don't know, an interview? Something? One thing? Two things is too much to ask for? He should be talking. But, no, he, he's, he, he's, a, he's a big man. He'll be all right. And Kentucky's still an amazing job, financially, of course, but also when you, just win. Just win, especially in March. Will Kentucky legalize gambling in the next five years? Sports gambling, yes. It'll probably be the next one if it's. I, I saw it got some like special pass or whatever, so it still can be like voted on in two weeks. I don't know the whole details about that. Let it's, me read the next one. Okay. Will Kentucky legalize gambling? Oh, same text. You sent it over twice. What an idiot! No, oh, come one. on. Good one, good one Justin. <laughs> Alex from Colga here. I'm a little toasted here, so forgive the grammatical errors. Boys, I've made a mistake here in Vegas. It's 2 a.m. local time, 5 a.m. Georgia, but I'm up 200, baby. Was up 976 at one point, but we're not talking about that because I'm up. I know I'm late, but how about that national championship? Enjoy that natty while you can, loser. Rock, squat, suck, chalk, Kansas. However, most importantly, eat my whole butt. Mike Ratatouille, I hurt my back to avoid the media. I berate opposing players and try to lie about it. Shashevsky, I love you guys. Merry football season to all and to all a good night. Oh, Alex is feeling it. <laughs> Alex, I, did you uh, end up seeing the show I suggested? That's what I'm wondering. And secondly, I do. I love the attitude on that you're still up. <laughs> but how'd you know that you were up that exact amount? You can't count your money while you're sitting at the table. Oh, sure you can. 
Just because Kenny Rogers said you can't. No, doesn't you mean can't. you can. Okay, well, you got nobody to blame but yourself when that pile goes away at that point. <laughs> and it can go all the way, the, all the same, too, not counting. Trust me. John here. Good morning, my ladies and gentlemen. It's great to wake up and hear another great text line and KRC show. You all are such outstanding individuals. Hey, TJ, I believe you are correct. I do not think Cal will go to the Lakers. However, if he did and you get one wish of picking Kentucky's next coach, who would it be? And Justin, from an IU perspective, who would you like to see at UK? I'd like to see Billy Donovan, for what it's worth. Well, got to go talk to you later. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go ahead and go. I, I'm going to bring up a guy we have already brought up today. I would love to see old Billy Gillespie back at Kentucky. Yeah, okay. It's he asked for terrible. an IU fan perspective, That's so I'm going to give it answer. to him. Sure, okay. Um, I don't know. If it's just anybody, Jay Wright, but you're, he wouldn't go to UK. I would be interested if Mark Few keeps not winning national championships, if he'd ever just be like, all right, I want to get one, and maybe I can do it better at Kentucky because my teams won't go into the tournament with baby soft schedules. I doubt it, though. I don't think he'd take the Kentucky job either. He's got such a cushy setup there. You'd have to watch out for the drinking and driving. I'd I'd also be interested. Like he's He's got it in good with Nike right now. I do wonder with like everything going on with UK and things have not been terrible. They have been good and there have been good players, but you don't get as many as the top five guys as Cal did at the beginning. And now you can like make top five guys could make a ton of money at UK. So now it makes, doesn't, it, it didn't make sense back then, although other teams were cheating. So maybe it did make sense, but it definitely doesn't make sense in the sense that since, 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 in the sense that everybody can, you can make more money at UK by being a star athlete than just about anywhere with some exceptions. So I wonder, wonder what's up with Nike. Try hurdle wordle style, name that tune or frame movie. I did. I tried frame. I'm just not that great at movies. Yes. I mock the people that post the results on social media, but I play these two along with wordle and World word Dural every day. Maybe I should reconsider my definite definition of a loser. Four. He plays four different ones. Hurdle, I would give a shot. Yeah, same. I, I did try the frame movie one, and again, just it I got some of them, other ones and easy ones that I didn't get. And I was like, well, I'm not a big movie, not a huge movie guy. How is MC Yeah, see, it's not a real name. I'm calling it now. Jeff Capel goes back to Duke if K stays away to help recruiting. Well, he's at Pitt, and he's not going anywhere this year, but I know Pitt probably wants to fire him after this upcoming season, and they thought they were going to get maybe Sean Miller to go to Pitt. Uh, That had been talked about, but Sean took the Xavier job, and then did you see Kenny Johnson took the Rhode Island job with Archie? Yeah. It's a great hire for Archie. for sure. I don't know if he's got show causes or whatnot. Maybe he does, but – He's good. Like he would be able to help get some talent in there. Yep. So he did it. IU. Yeah. Under Crean, though, right? Uh, was yeah. It? yeah, I think it was Crean. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of I didn't put two and two together with that. All right, that's our show. We got anything else? Don't think so. Shame on the fake name texture. You're better than that, buddy. <laughs> You're better than that. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, I did the Big Blue Dad podcast with Big Blue Drew. We talked about him having twins, too. It was a good time. And we talked a lot about U.K. basketball as well. And 
Also found out that my vents, you can basically hear everything upstairs in them, and it was kind of distracting, and had a couple beers during the podcast, which was a good time as I'm well. I'm going to listen today. So I think it's, it's it, we went long, but it's a, it's a good time. Uh, just, oh, it, yeah, there's some funny, I'll let Big Blue Drew tell them. There's some funny stories on there. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We will see you tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen Roll on the Big X. Go. It's kind of nice having a Roush away, you know? <laughs>